Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a lady in red. In act two of my career and living my best life, my perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore podcast. We had some scheduled guests and we actually have some recordings prepared. However, we are interrupting our planned recordings and going to tell you a true story of how life seems to continue to want to throw me lemons. Let's just say this, I've had enough lemonade. Please life, can we just get on with some easy times? Going backwards, so last Thursday, which was July the 5th, a week ago today, I was doing my sherry things. So on a Thursday, this is what it typically looks like for me. I actually get up at four o'clock in the morning because I am a proud member of downtown Kingston Toastmasters. And in order for me to get my morning started the way that I like to and get to downtown Kingston Toastmasters, I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. It also was my first day as the brand new term president for Toastmasters. So I was very excited and there was lots of activity going on and the day was just gonna be awesome. From my perspective, there were lots of things to be excited about and I was excited about this new chapter for me in the club. I go to the meeting, I do my seven o'clock in the morning meeting. We had a great celebration and everything was good. I then proceeded to do my real estate sherry day, which included going to both offices in our Kingston location, as well as in our Napanee location, where I split my time so that I can service both those sets of communities. And things are good. I'm rolling along, I have a couple of people who are looking to purchase new homes with me. I have a couple of new listings coming up on the market and I'm just doing exactly what you would expect real estate agents to be doing. I was actually getting listing presentations ready, which was specifically why I was in Napanee because I really like the printer in Napanee, which is a silly, not important point. At any rate, I had some showings booked that evening. Uh, six o'clock, I think, was the first one. And I was gonna be showing some mixed-use properties to some clients of mine who thankfully also happen to be friends of mine. And so the whole situation is a little less embarrassing when it's at least somebody who knows and appreciates you for the good person you are and not just a klutzy realtor that they may have just met. We went to the first showing and things were just not going my way that evening in lots of different ways. So here, just to put some context to it all, is what we were doing. We were looking at, like I said, a mixed-use property that had some commercial units on the main floor and then I think six apartments on the upper floor. So if you can imagine that very likely could have been up to 20 keys because all of the doors had multiple locks and there were multiple doors and there was just a big honking chunk of keys. So the listing agent, who is a lovely gentleman locally as well, decided to come and meet me there so he could hand me the big honking set of keys. And everything seemed to be it was going to go in order. However, we 
the keys weren't the best labeled and no fault of his, it's just a mess to keep 20 keys together. And so we started to try and open doors and was having no luck. And I will say that the one thing I like least about being a realtor is keys and locks. Call me mechanically challenged or something, but that is just not my forte. So sometimes I struggle with locks a little bit. So this wasn't really any different for me, but for the first two sets of doors, we decided that we would try and open. Neither would open and we were all getting frustrated. It was also one of those days last week where it was like a million degrees out. And by a million, I mean like 35, but it felt like a million with humidity. And so I had to call that agent back and ask him for some assistance to help us get through the properties. And he's a good guy, so he wasn't really working and didn't expect to be showing properties but he came back and he came back with his dog and that's okay he wasn't working that night he could perfectly well be out with his dog we ended up looking at all of the apartments together and the commercial units together and of course we get to the last spot which happens to be kind of like a crawl space but more like a basement and even he was fiddling with the keys and it wasn't going particularly well for him. So just because I'm a nice person, I said, oh my goodness, let me hold your dog's leash so you can get this door open and we can see the last spot. Well, that was silly. The number one lesson that I will give you all from this is never wrap a dog's leash around your wrist. And I know I've heard that in my lifetime and I've been told it in my lifetime, but I forgot it in that moment. And I wrapped the dog's leash around my wrist, my right wrist, of course, and looked at my clients that I was chatting with about the property and the dog saw something and decided that he wanted to take off. And when he took off, he took off with my arm attached. Unfortunately, that dragged me up a hill and it was a gravel hill. So I have some nasty road rash on the inside of my arm as well. And before I knew what was happening, I was flat on my face, well, my shoulder actually, uh, lying up a gravel hill kind of stunned and not exactly sure what had just happened, except for when I went down, I heard my shoulder go crack. So I know it's not good. I definitely know it's not good. And everybody's looking at me like, oh my goodness, Sherry, are you okay? Which I actually wasn't, if I'm being completely honest. I was stunned and shocked and it knocked the wind out of me. And I don't even know what happened to Doug. Uh, he went somewhere. I finally let go of the leash and he went somewhere. I'm sure he came back eventually to his owner, but I wasn't really paying attention. So the clients that I was with were, you know, we were deciding whether or not we should call an ambulance or whether or not I could actually get up to get into a vehicle or what we should do. And I really didn't want to call an ambulance. That's embarrassing. I already felt silly enough. And I, you know, once I caught my breath and kind of got my head straight, I thought I could probably sit up and be taken to the hospital, which is exactly what happened. So thank you to my clients and friends who know who they are. I'm sure they're probably listening to this podcast. The husband drove me to the Napanee hospital in his vehicle and the wife drove my vehicle to the Napanee hospital. And the other realtor, God bless him, went along his business and I know he feels really bad, so it's okay. <laughs> Uh, at that point, they took me to the Napanee Hospital. And of course, that day, just to complicate factories even more, I didn't even have my own vehicle with me. I had my daughter's because we had swapped cars that night because she had something she wanted to do and wanted to borrow my car. And my husband was off at Spearhead doing Throwback Thursday, which he does every Thursday night. So I called him and he's like, hey, what's up, babe? In his very perky, teary way. And I'm crying and hyperventilating saying, I'm going to the hospital. And he's like, WTF? really WTF. And uh, so I tried to explain to him 
what had happened and that I was being taken to the Napanee Hospital. Shout out to the Napanee Hospital. I was in that hospital registered and with a triage nurse and with painkillers in me within 15 minutes. So they did a fantastic job getting me in there. They could see that I was not faking it. I was in pain. I could barely walk and I was still crying. So we went directly into registration and they you know, told me to sit outside the triage waiting area. But literally within five minutes, the triage nurse came also could see how desperately I was in pain. So he got me some Advil and some Tylenol almost immediately. So they did a fantastic job. Like I said, 75% of my family was tied up with other commitments that evening. So my son was on tap because he was available. And that meant that he could come to Napanee with his girlfriend. And then they could drive me home in one of the vehicles that I had with me and drive the other one home in the vehicle that they had with them and that my friend clients could also then go home. And thank you so much to them because they did hang in there until for sure my son got there. I really, really appreciate that and will never forget it. I think embarrassing moments most bond you with people, I guess. God love my son and his girlfriend because they know me better than anybody, but they made me giggle because when they came into the hospital, they knew I'd probably be cold because I'm always cold and because it was a hot night out, I had had a sundress on and no jacket, but as soon as you get in hospital air conditioning, it's freezing cold. And they thoughtfully had stopped and they grabbed me my favorite sweater, a can of Coke, a Carol milk bar, and my pajama bottoms, which I thought was a little bit weird. I really would have preferred a pair of Lululemons, but they had grabbed me my fuzzy pajama bottoms, which they see me wear around the house all the time because it's also over air conditioned in my house. <laughs> Anyways, that made me chuckle a little bit and they were just being silly and making me smile. My son, who had a little bit of nerve to say like, ah, come on, jokingly, like, let's get this moving on. I don't have time for this, was very curtly reminded the hours and hours I spent throughout his professional motocross career in a hospital with him. And now the tables had turned. So he certainly was getting the chance and needed to have all the patients in the world. He was 100% kidding and he was just trying to make me laugh. But it was ironic that now, fast forward five years, he's sitting beside me in a hospital bed. The hospital, again, they were pretty efficient. I was in and out of the Napanee Hospital in three hours, which was fantastic. I had x-rays done, and they couldn't confirm really very much other than it's probably broken based on the fact that I had zero range of movement, but it was so swollen that it was difficult to see. And of course, it could be in a simple spot where you could see the break. I actually broke it at the top of my humerus, which is attached to your shoulder bone. So it's kind of a really difficult place to get into and it's not something you can cast or do anything in particular. So then they said the scary word, which made me most concerned when they said, we need to send you for a surgical consult which did not make me happy at all. Literally the only surgery I've had in my life was a C-section and I didn't even like that, but that's the only thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So I was pretty terrified. However, they sent me home and said that Hotel Do would be in touch with me and that's also a hospital in Kingston within 48 hours and I would get a surgical consultation. So it was not fun and let me tell you, this hurts so bad. 
and it is a difficult spot. You can't sleep, you can't move your arm, you feel like one side of you is basically just a dead weight, which it is, and there's not a whole ton of relief. I'm, you know, have been in a sling since this happened. I ended up going to Hotel Du for that surgical consultation on Tuesday morning, which seems like an awful long time seeing that it all happened on Thursday. However, I get that's what it is. It's funny though, because my husband called the hospital on Monday to say like, where's her call for her consult? And they said, oh, we can maybe get her in next Thursday. And God love Terry, because he's like, that's not good enough. She's lying here crying. I can't look at her lie here and cry until next Thursday. Like somebody better find her an opening and get her in here. So he's always been my advocate and champion. So thank you to him for that. I did get in there on Tuesday. The good news is they re-X-rayed it and now they can see a little bit better and it's definitely what she called, ooh, that's a good break. I don't think there's anything good about it, but I guess what she was saying that is it's definitely broken. She also though did give me some good news in that I'm likely to not need surgery. So I'm very happy about that. I should not need surgery. They give me a different kind of cast so that my arm hangs differently and we're letting gravity do its thing and some physiotherapy exercises to try and get some range of movement going. So that's working a little bit. Just a long, terrible story. And now we're literally a weekend. So it was a week in a couple of hours. It'll actually be a week. It was around six o'clock last Thursday night. And I'm a little bit better every single day. I got to be honest, though, it's just one more setback I didn't need. And like I said at the beginning, like, okay, life, can you please stop throwing me lemons? Because I've had more than enough lemonade. So on top of just the physical blow, it sucks. It's summer, and I want to do things, and I want to have fun, and I want to be able to do my job and service my community and service my clients to full capacity. And I'm working, because if you know me, you know there's no stopping me from working, because I'm going to work. You could chop my head off, probably, and I'd keep working. <laughs> One of those chickens that still runs around long after they've chopped their head off, that would be me. But, you know, obviously everything is slow, and it's all very exhausting. The other day, my morning routine that typically takes me about an hour took me two, which is terrible because then I just felt like the entire day was set back even further. And I'm very routine and methodical, and that's just incredibly frustrating. So I'm kind of going in and out of a little bit of pity party time. I'm being completely honest. It's not fun, and this is an incredible frustration. And then the other side, because, you know, the good conscious side of me knows that it could have been worse. Far worse things happen to other people, and there's always a reason and a sign from the universe. Maybe I needed to slow down, which is probably true. However, I have big goals and big ambitions and lots of things I want to accomplish for myself and my family, and it's really difficult to do that when only one of your arms work. So that's what's happening in Sherry World. I've been yet thrown another curve in my plans. And I guess the lesson in all this is I'm just going to get back up and try again some more tomorrow and keep trying harder. I don't get beaten down. And that was what the origin of this entire podcast was about was, you know, sometimes you have to have a bounce. <laughs> Too bad I actually didn't bounce off the ground in this particular case uh, or a moment to, you know, reset. And it looks like I'm here again. 
However, I am fully committed to what I do. I am fully committed to servicing my community through my real estate business and continuing on with this podcast. We will get back to next week's regularly scheduled programming with some exciting guests, like I mentioned, that we already have that have been recorded and lined up. And we'll continue to trek on. So now it looks like Daisy is probably going to have a bum shoulder for the rest of her life, which wasn't necessarily what I had when I did my vision board of what Daisy looks like. But it's just one more scar and just one more character building event, I guess, that I'm going through. And I'm cheering myself on. And I hope you're all out there cheering me on as well. Everyone have a great day. (laughs) 